0: Hey podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Saints and siblings in Christ, good morning. Good morning. I have a question for you as we begin today. What does it mean to be found by God? before us a couple of stories about lost things being found. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and if we were to read just a little bit further in this chapter in Luke, we would find the story of the lost son and the prodigal father. Our psalm, Psalm 51, features a writer who is lost in sin and found by God's great grace and forgiveness. Even in Exodus, we find a story of God's people lost in their devotion to other gods, lost in a desire for easy life and the odd comfort that the physical presence of an idol seemed to provide. Now I would bet that each and every one of you can think of a time that you have been lost. Perhaps physically, literally lost and unable to find your way to your destination because the GPS isn't working. <laughs> but also spiritually, mentally, emotionally lost. Is this the job really what I want to make a career out of? Is this degree the thing that I am truly passionate about? When you wake up on day one of retirement and wonder all of a sudden, whoa, What's next? Or a partner's memory lapses and you wonder, what now? We all know what it is to be lost. We know how it feels to be on uncertain and unfamiliar ground. We know the panic, the anxiety, the stress and the strain. We know the fear of not knowing what's next. Some of you are in that right now. All of us have experienced it at some point in time or another. So I ask again, when we are lost, what does it mean to be found? Any of you who have spent even a little time with me in Bible study over the past several years know that I often come back to Martin Luther's explanation of the third article of the Apostles' Creed, because why not? I mean, you know, really thrilling reading. I find it ever so comforting, if also a bit wordy. And I also know that at least some of you had to memorize it in your confirmation classes as youths, and you probably still know some bits of it, at least some version of it, so I invite you to recite along with me. I believe that by my own understanding or strength, I cannot believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But instead, the Holy Spirit has called me through the gospel, enlightened me with her gifts, made me holy and kept me in the true faith, just as he calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes holy the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one common true faith. Daily in this church, the Holy Spirit abundantly forgives all sins, and on the last day, the Holy Spirit will raise me and all the dead, and will give to me and all believers in Christ eternal life. This is most certainly true. At least you got those last few words. That's <laughs> good. I believe Luther wrote that I cannot believe. I believe that I don't have all the answers. I believe that I am completely unprepared. I believe that I do not have it all figured out. (laughs) I believe that sometimes I am lost. And I believe that God has found me. That God the Holy Spirit calls me again and again and again and again into relationship with God and with God's people, all people. This is most certainly true. Saints and siblings in Christ, this is good news, amen? amen. It is good news, but it is not all that there is to this. to the sheep and the coins and the lost being found, our gospel reading this morning begins with grumbling, and it begins with contempt. Luke writes that all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling. They were mad. They were scared. And their complaint was that Jesus welcomed those sinners. Those sinners, those people, those others. Come on, Jesus. You can't possibly eat with that. Because you see, it's really easy to have contempt for those people who are the others. And before we collectively look too far down our noses on those gosh darn silly Pharisees messing things up again, let's just collectively agree that there are folks in this world that each one of us has othered ourselves. could it be that neighbor that we do everything to avoid. The darn kids on their bikes with their phones riding up and down the street too fast, not paying attention. Can't seem to follow the giant yellow directional arrows in the parking lot at the high <laughs> The Russians, the Democrats, the Republicans, anyone who wants to try something new, anyone who refuses to do anything different than the way we've always done it, we all have a list. And the assumption that the Pharisees make in this text, and that we probably would echo is that those others are the ones who are lost. Those others are the ones who need to be found. Those others are the ones that were probably being called to love. And that's true. We are called to that. (laughs) We are called to go out like the shepherd and earnestly look for the lost sheep. We are called, like a woman, to diligently look in every nook and cranny for those and that which is lost. We are called to love and to care for the ones who we have other, because they are all, each and every one of them, beloved by God. But, let me ask you this, who is lost in this text today? Is it the tax collectors? Is it the sinners? Throughout the Gospels, is it the prostitutes who Jesus saved are lost? Are the lepers lost? Are those who bleed or who are possessed by demons lost in these texts? Is it the others who are lost? Because it seems to me that those people have already found Jesus. They are sitting there in front of him, clinging to his every word. They are following him from city to city to city and listening to him outside of every home. They wave their palms and they line the path to them. They mourn and they show up again at Pentecost. So I ask, is it possible for people of God my fellow saints and siblings in Christ, my fellow faithful folks, it's impossible that the righteous, faithful ones are the ones who need to be found. When we get boxed in by our four walls, when faith becomes just a Sunday morning thing, when we leave Church happy and find ourselves immediately frustrated by the drivers in the high-key parking lot, and yes, that is me, <laughs> when we put our focus on butts in the pews and bucks in the collection plate, when we lament and yearn for the way things used to be, without seeing the mission and ministry of Jesus Christ
1: alive and thriving
0: in new ways all around us still today. Friends, I know, I know that you are all called into this world to proclaim the love of God for all people and I know that you do that and you do it well and I'm blessed to be a pastor amongst you. I know that you know that we all fall short in this, and that the Spirit pushes us right back up and acts again and again and again. And you do that well as well. But I hope that you faithful folks also know that you are deeply loved, profoundly cared for, and that whether you're feeling righteous or a little bit sinned. Welcome here. You are wanted here. And then when you feel lost, you are always, always, always found by God. This is most certainly true. And for all this, we can say, Thanks. Thanks to God.